Hey, welcome back, guys, to the Full Quick Look Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. Uh, happy Saturday. I can't believe it's already the end of a week again. I, I, the fact that I'm saying Saturday kind of surprises me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, you guys are doing well, man. Um, Again, it was a little short episode today. No, nothing crazy, nothing crazy. But yeah, it's just a little short episode today. Um, you know, continuing to talk about free agency. And we're, we're kind of starting to slow down a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of starting to get to a point where it's not... It's kind of starting to get to a point where it's slowing down. We're not... We're getting to a point where... You know, the um, the amount of stuff per day is slowing down. So we're getting to a slower point now. And so, yeah, that's... It's kind of lacking a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into today's episode. First thing here, I thought I... Turn that one off, but I didn't. The damn in in website videos are playing again. I thought I turned that one off. First thing here, though, is the Texans are signing former Pro Bowl running back Philip Lindsay on a one-year, three point twenty-five million dollar deal. It's actually, yeah, that, that's like a steal because he's a very, very talented running back, and that that is a steal for sure. So Philip Lindsay. Released by the Denver Broncos, or they let him walk, I should say. Signing a one-year deal with the Texans that's worth $3.25 million with $500,000 in incentives. Ian Rappaport has reported the change of scenery is particularly noteworthy with Lindsay. Born and grew up and attended high school and college since his four, first four seasons in the state of Colorado. His Broncos run... Officially ended Thursday. Two sides agreed to mutually part ways while the club resigned its restricted free agent tender. Lindsay was ranked number 43 in Greg Rosenthal's top 101 free agents. So Philip Lindsay heading to an interesting, a very interesting situation here in Houston now. Recently brought back David Johnson on a restructured contract, then signed veteran Mark Ingram. The trio has five Pro Bowl appearances between them at age 26 years old. Lindsay is by far the youngest. Johnson is 29 and Ingram 31. 150 carries last year, which is part. Philip Lindsay had 150 carries last year. Opening his career with a pair of 1,000-yard campaigns. Lindsay's 2020 season was a side uh, sidetracked by a week one toe sprain. Would miss five games as well as his grip on the Broncos starting job to Melvin Gordon. Telling 502 rushing yards makes it pretty clear who they were going with um, at this point. Uh, but 502 reception, uh, rushing yards, seven, seven receptions, and one touchdown, all career lows up to this point. Um, 
needs more time to produce, even through all of his playing days from college to the senior year of high school, being an undrafted free agent. So it's all just a matter of time for him at this point, get back from those injuries. I really don't want to see him plagued with – I really don't want to see his career – I don't want it. I don't want his career to be one of those careers where it's just plagued with injury. That's all that really ever happens. Like that's like the the, the most action his career gets is just you calling him injury prone. Like I don't want his. Like, I feel like he's just too talented. That would just be such a waste of a career. I really hope he could bounce back here with um with Houston. I really hope he can bounce back. I would hate to see a guy like him have a career wasted just by injuries. And when you think of, and I don't, I don't want it to end where you think, when you think of Philip Lindsay, you think of just injuries. Like, I, I don't want to see that for him. I just think he's way, way, way too talented. Barely been in the league either. It makes it so sad to see. I would just hate for that to, just hate for that to happen. That would just, that would be bad. I, I really hope it bounces back. So, uh, Philip Lindsay, keep doing you, bro. Do what you got to do. Come back stronger. I, I don't want to see you played with injuries. Um, Seahawks re-signing running back Chris Carson to two-year $14.6 million. So I actually thought, um, you know, I actually thought he was going to be gone too. But a late a late signing here, a, a late re-sign here by the Seahawks and Chris Carson. So Chris Carson... Really, that free agent market was probably real tested. Was probably really tested for him, but uh, comes back with the Seahawks, signing a two-year deal with up to fourteen point six hundred twenty-five million to remain in Seattle. Tom Pelissero did report that the contract is including a third voidable year for cap purposes. Reunites the Seahawks with their best running back since Marshawn Lynch. Since Marshawn Lynch was in his prime. Coming off a shortened, shortened but still productive fourth season in which he generated a career-high 4.8 yards per carry on 37 receptions, nine touchdowns over 12 games. Injuries, combination of injuries and a platoon with Carlos Hyde cut dramatically into Carson's rushing attempts, ended with 141 carries last year, averaging 262 and a half, 262.5 carries between 2018 and 19 and amassing nearly 2,400 uh, yards on the ground. All three campaigns demonstrated Carson's importance to the Seahawks' run-heavy offense, and with Pete Carroll noting that he wants his club to run the, uh, pound the rock even more this year, re-signing the best running back available and number 41 player overall on the 101 free agents list to presumably be his future back again made the most sense. Former sixth-round pick in uh, in Chris Carson had about 48 hours on the open market. News of his return had already fostered good feelings with at least one notable teammate. Russell Wilson, big time, let's go 32. Chris Carson's re-signing on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, moving on now. So this one actually kind of surprised me. I thought for sure he was going to be gone. Juju Smith-Schuster is agreeing to a one-year deal on a return to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if they have the numbers yet on his actual contract. 
Um, not seen anything. Against against very very heavy odds, Juju Smith Schuster is coming back to Pittsburgh for at least one more year. Taylor Biscayati from NFL Network did report Friday that the receiver is returning to the Steelers on a one year contract, per a source informed. Smith is taking a or Schuster is taking a, a much lesser deal to remain in Pittsburgh rather than move on. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported that the one year contract is worth eight million. Per a source informed, reported uh, Rappaport added that Smith Schuster had better offers from the Ravens and Chiefs, but elected to stick it out. This is what Mike Garofolo had to say on Twitter. The Steelers added 500k to their final offer to Juju Smith Schuster to push it over the finish line. Source says went from seven and a half million to eight million and got it done. Ravens offered the whiteout $9 million plus $4 million in incentives, while the Chiefs offered $8 million plus $3 million incentives per Biscayati. And this is what uh, Juju Smith-Schuster tweeted out by saying, quote, this is my home. They're going to need a wrecking ball to take me out of here. Pittsburgh, love you. Let's go. Adding the famous Wolf of Wall Street scene featuring Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah, uh, yes, that's a... Uh, a very good scene. Juju Smith-Schuster hint, hinted earlier in the year that wanted, he wanted to remain in Pittsburgh, given the Steelers' salary cap situation. The possibility seemed unlikely. That's what I thought too. Even Juju seemed to admit in the run-up free to the run-up and free agency, the Steelers wouldn't be able to afford to keep him. There is no big offer that kept him around, but um, you know. Keeping chemistry around and keeping a team around you and keeping a team around for as long as you can is always bigger than someone's contract, I feel like, um, because obviously that leads to winning. Winning leads to bigger contracts, essentially. And um, obviously makes the team click better because you're all, you know, you're all full of chemistry. So everyone's just everyone's got so much chemistry on the team that, you know, it just makes it fun and you guys win. So I know that he was probably looking for something bigger. I mean, the, the, the good thing about this situation is he was even admitting that the, uh, that the Steelers wouldn't be able to keep him around. So the fact that they at least kept the, the fact that they at least kept him around, he isn't all pissed off about his contract, which is a good thing. Um, the fact that he even admitted that they wouldn't be able to keep him and the fact that they were able to pull it off shows that he's probably okay with probably okay with the contract. He probably wants more, but I mean the fact that he understands and will probably play still is pretty good, so Smith Schuster deals uh going back to the deal though, Smith Schuster Juju's deal includes a seven million dollar signing bonus. A $1 million base salary in four voidable years, Tom Pelosero did report, bringing his 21 cap number down to $1.6 million. Still just 24, the wideout will hit the uh, open market again in a year, and with the salary cap expected to jump back up, he could cash in on a long-term contract a year from now. So around this time next year, he should be able to, should be able to hit a pretty big year number. So, yeah, I'm expecting... Obviously, this is probably just going to be a one-season thing with the whole salary cap, and it'll probably jump right back up to normal 
uh, beginning, you know, around this time next season, because around this time next year, hopefully the virus is gone. Um, we're, I, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm, I'm at least baking on this point that the virus will be gone going into the 2022 season. I'm expecting the, you know, the virus to not be effective anymore and that we should be good. Uh, go back to normalcy next year. So moving on though, Bengals are releasing eight time pro bowl defensive tackle, Geno Atkins. So I actually didn't know about this and I didn't hear anything about it until I saw it just now. I saw it when I was getting stuff ready to talk about. So Bengals releasing Geno Atkins Friday, potentially parting ways between Atkins and the Bengals have been a possibility for months. Because of a combination of factors, his existing contract, age, and his lack of availability in 2020, appearing in 16 games in all but one season from 2010 to 2019, Atkins played in a career low eight contests in 2020, recording one tackle. So basically all just kind of combines into um, consistency uh consistently being around basically just consistency like if you want to sum up one huge reason why he's probably off the team now consistency he was consistently not there consistently not appearing in games and consistently i wouldn't even just say consistency i would just say in a big sum up of why he's not on the team is because of lack of dependability, not really dependable anymore. That's the word I was looking for. Dependability is not really there anymore. He has a, he has too big of a contract for his age and for the lack of playing. So they're basically just playing him. They're basically just paying him to get one tackle essentially is what they did. But uh, the Bengals finishes the league's 29th-ranked defense against the run, punctuating a need for more help up front, signing Saints edge rusher Trey Hendrickson and bronze interior defender Larry Iganjobi. This week, the Bengals demonstrated they're always aware of their faults and of their financial albatrosses. Atkins was due to account for a cap hit of $14.7 million in 21, age 33 season, and was due $12.2 million in non-guaranteed money. Per NFL Network's Mike Garofalo, the only part of Atkins' cap hit that was had already been paid out was the prorated portion of his signing bonus, which he received back in 2018. Releasing Atkins was an e easy mathematical move for the Bengals in that specific regard. Atkins, that's not to say that though Atkins wasn't worth money prior to 2020, of course, and he could rediscover such effectiveness once fully healthy in 21. This won't be with the Bengals who are turning the page toward a younger future and aren't done looking for more help at defensive tackle per Garofolo. Let me know. I'm going to have all my social media links down below. Let me know on my social medias. Let me know what you guys think or who you guys think the Bengals should pick up next. And uh, what do you, where do you guys think Geno Atkins will go after this? And the next thing here is the Broncos safety. Justin Simmons sends four years, $61 million deal. Two franchise tags, Denver Broncos finally got a multi-year done with safety Justin Simmons. 
And a report to Friday that the Broncos and Simmons agreed to a terms on a four-year, $61 million contract with $35 million in guaranteed money. Benjamin Albright of KOA News Radio first reported the figures. The team later confirmed a new four-year pact. Quote, we're thrilled to reach a long-term agreement with Justin Simmons. Broncos general manager George Patton said in statement, he is the complete package as both an elite player for the Broncos and a leader in our community. As a free safety, Justin has every tool you need to be the best. Smart, instinctive playmaker who can cover a lot of ground with his athletic ability. End quote. Uh, Requote, Justin's great fit for a defense and with the speed of today's game, especially in our division, he's, he's exactly what you need in the safety. We look forward to, help, uh, to him helping us win and making a positive impact on the Broncos for a long time. End quote. So the Broncos... Long-term agreement has been years in the making. John Elway used the franchise tag on Simmons last year, hoping it would be a placeholder. Sides couldn't hammer out a deal before the July deadline, forcing the star safety to play on the one-year uh, one-year tender. Patton once again franchise tagged Simmons this year to keep him off the open market. This time around, a long-term solution came together quickly. The deal makes Simmons the highest-paid safety in the NFL by a solid margin. The one the fifteen point twenty-five million per year average leaps. But a Baker, who averages fourteen point seventy five million, the thirty five million guaranteed sits only behind Washington's Landon Collins, but his forty four and a half million dollar guaranteed came to a six year on a six year deal. Long athletic ball hawk in Simmons is a game changing force, perfect in Coach Vic Fangio's system. Simmons came. Simmons can cover in space, recover with speed on the back end, and can dive down against against the run. Uh, so 2018, Simmons is one of three players with 250-plus tackles and 10-plus picks. Vikings, Harrison Smith, and Titans, Kevin Byard. Simmons is the only player with 250 tackles and 12 interceptions over that span per NFL research. And uh, for the final thing today, the Bengals have or the Bengals are signing ex-Vikings tackle Riley Reef. So Bengals finally added an offensive lineman to help protect Joe Burrow. Ian Rappaport did report that the Bengals are signing offensive tackle Riley Reef. Report uh, Rappaport added that the Bengals released offensive tackle Bobby Hart in an effort to create salary cap space for the offseason additions. Vital signing for the Bengals who desperately needed to upgrade their offensive line this offseason in an effort to protect Burrow. The drop-off from Reef to the next best healthy tackle at this point was steep. Reef has been a solid blocker since being drafted in the first round by Detroit 2012. Started 127 of 135 games in his career, mostly at left tackle. Reef has spent the last four years in Minnesota. 2020 allowed one sack and 21 total pressures with the Vikings. 18th fewest among 59 qualifying tackles. Riley Reef told reporters on Friday that he would play right tackle in Cincinnati. Also, aside, aside, he started 14 games in Detroit in 2016. Starting Reef on the right side enables to Bengals enable, enables the Bengals to keep Williams at left tackle or draft a replacement. Signing kind of kind of expands the room a little bit if you think about it. Signing Reef adds further intrigue intrigue to the Bengals' draft choice at number five. They could still look to upgrade the line, possibly stay, uh, possibly snagging another tackle and shuffling Williams inside, 
or they could target a wide receiver like reuniting Jamar Chase with Burrow to get that chemistry. Hey, welcome back, guys, to the Full Quick Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. Uh, happy Saturday. I can't believe it's already the end of a week again. I, I, the fact that I'm saying Saturday kind of surprises me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, you guys are doing well, man. Um... I got a little short episode today. No, nothing crazy, nothing crazy. But yeah, it's just a little short episode today. Um, you know, continuing to talk about free agency, and we're we're kind of starting to slow down a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's kind of starting to get to a point where it's not. It's kind of starting to get to a point where it's slowing down. We're not. We're getting to a point where. You know, the, um, the amount of stuff per day is slowing down, so we're getting to a slower point now, and so yeah, that's, it's kind of lacking a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. 